Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Hill, for Joy by Jules Gale. You exploded out of that gate there. I know you? I had to get there at some point. You say hi. Hi. Good. And Adam Cleary. I got a bit of a fright, but also hi. Yeah, just to make sure we're all awake, considering that we're the oldest people in the office who still like Final Fantasy VII, <laughs> unlike most of the world, apparently. <laughs> but I guess we'll find out based on the response to this. Um, so, yeah, we all played the Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, me and Cleary were lucky enough, thanks to Square Enix, to play about three and a half hours ish down in London. Jules, you played at EGX. I did. Um, yes. You played the chunk that is now available as the free demo. Yes. The big old uh, reactor thing mm-hmm. from the very beginning. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to talk about all things related to the remake. Uh, the, I'm going to open the floor by just saying where are you guys on it now have you come down from the rush of playing it or are you just kind of I don't know taking it all in well this is the thing I went through this sort of like real ringer when it was first announced because obviously it was the game that for the longest time was never going to happen remember Mm. that tech demo that released when the PS3 came out and everyone was there like oh this is amazing and then it's like it's just tech demo it's like why tease us like this so for years (laughs) and years and years you've almost believed it to be the holy grail that should never come true when it finally was announced and then they snuck in the caveat of it's also episodic people were like hmm Ah, it's oh, what is this game? I think, think people are really unsure of it because it's like it's a solid property. Mm. I'm, I'm going to be honest, right? I, when they announced it, it was like, it's going to be episodic. It's not coming out for four years or something. Mm, mm. I didn't want them to do it in the first place. I was like, this news. I'm a huge like it is my. It's the game that made me fall in love with gaming. Final Fantasy VII, and you, I was still like. I could not think of any worse news than this. You're going to spend five years doing it. Nobody wants it. You're going to get it wrong. You're going to get it wrong. It's going to be years and years and years and years. And I said to Scott, when we left that play session in London, I went, I'm just, I'm not happy and I'm not excited Mm. and anything. I'm just so relieved because I know I'll buy this game and I know that it's going to be a proper, proper remake. And that's that's still where I am. The demo's come out today. I'm not going to rush home and download the demo. um, Well, I know you are, but it's stuff I've already played. And I said to you before, by the time the game actually comes Mm. out, I don't want to have done the first Reactor three times. It's an hour long as well, the demo. So it's like the whole thing. Um, I mentioned our um, (laughs) ages and the general sort of interest levels at the start because it's weird looking at the coverage. Obviously, the embargo was um, like Monday morning, 9 a.m. Monday morning. Mm -hmm. um, And the 
the amount of response online looking at the likes of IGN, the likes of Outside Xbox, and our own video, it's just strange. I thought that the numbers seemed supremely small. Well, mm. And then the more I've tweeted about it, the more I just kind of, I don't know if it's an age divide, like a demographic It might thing. not be that. It might be because of the fact that, again, you've got, as we were all just discussing, there's that element of, do people want this remake? Are they gonna, mm. are they worried that it's going to be handled poorly? But also we have to remember, unfortunately for Square Enix, a massive portion of the game leaked mm. earlier on, because originally we were meant to go to LA to play this. Yeah, that's true. Obviously there was a big cancellation with that. And it was a case of like, people saw so much of that, that maybe the hype bubble burst was straight away because you're mm -hmm. meant to drip feed it and get it out when you were just presented with here's three hours full of cutscenes and then nearly the entire story people were like well that's that game then i tell you what it, it stands out to me that i i wonder because obviously like right now it's like you know like me jules i don't we've all played final fantasy 7 we grew up on it it's mm. amazing yada yada benji's also a huge fan and outside of that nobody else has played it we managed to convince zoe to play it um what but like josh ash they're not bothered i don't know i just like if you didn't grow up with it it just doesn't seem appealing it's, to go back to i think it's a huge like you convinced somebody oh, here was a game from before you were born or before you liked the gaming <laughs> you should play it now normally like that's Sonic or one of the Super Mario Brothers games it's like okay you can pick that up for an hour or two oh I've enjoyed this bit of nostalgia I understand mm. it better but to ask somebody to sink the near on 100 hours in to properly enjoy the story on a you know a really old fashioned battle system like it's such you one mm. step above like Pokemon on the Game Boy like the way the battle system works I'm it's also blocky I, as hell I, I yeah. love that battle system yeah, same, like, yeah. these, I remember when it came out and I couldn't believe how good it looked yeah, and then I remember yeah. when eight came out, and there was this clamor to remake it with eight graphics. And yeah, says, oh, what, what a step up they've been! They'll have legs. It's going to be amazing. They'll uh -huh. have joints that move on their arms. Yeah, but I either way, I, I mean that that kind of all contributes to the fact that we were enamored by it at the time, and I think that it mm. was this massive technical thing at the time. Um, and we'll get into how I think that they've kind of changed the approach in the modern, uh, you know, the modern day. What, I'm what just you want, think I, I was just going to say that the. Um, it, it might be comparable to Shenmue 3 <laughs> because of the fact that uh, when that series was out, mm -hmm. everyone was like, this is revolutionary. This is this Actually, is fantastic. Yeah. And then uh, when the uh, hype for the third installment came out, there was people literally rising out of their seats screaming in excitement. <laughs> and yet the game still sold really poorly. Like, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where there's always a swell and you'll have a cult following of people going like, this game is amazing, but will you put your money where your mouth is? Mm -hmm. Maybe not. Maybe at launch. Um, so yeah, I was going to say, like we were enamored with it back when it first came out and obviously there's the whole bit when you, I'm not going to do necessarily spoilers, but there's that one bit where you leave the first city when you leave Midgar and you realize that actually that's only the first sort of sixth mm. or whatever of the whole yeah. game. And oh my God, there's a whole world map and everything else. Now the, the remake um, obviously splits that so that the whole first part is just Midgar and then everything else is going to come at some point it makes sense that mm -hmm. no exactly so that's what I was going to say do you think that because back in the day obviously that was a big revelation that oh man there's so much more to this game mm. do you think the only way they can replicate that feeling is to kind of hide quote unquote the fact that this isn't the full game now and then release but, 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 so well, much more they, ne they never hit on. it they never hit it they said from the off this is going to be episodic if you and like everyone was oh I can't believe that they're going to do this it's like there is so much of this game story to tell mm. that I can understand why they did well, it. Well, I, I wouldn't say that they did I'm not, I'm not justifying that they should be charging them as full price titles for each one. I feel like Which that... Which is what they'll totally do. I feel like that is possibly asking a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. And I've seen people online saying, like, oh, I'll just wait until the Game of the Year yep. version comes out. And I'm just like, that mentality needs to stop because mm -hmm. if you don't support it, then... 
I, I don't know. Like I we, just, we yeah. said before, like there's going to be a console changeover. Mm. Like, the next generation of consoles yeah. is going to be out probably before even the next That's installment. A, I didn't of even this. think of that. Yeah. So it's quite a weird. Given, I mean, you said Christmas is coming out for the PS5. Given how like, long yeah. people have waited for this, the decision to go forward with it, like nine months before the PS5 comes out, pretty much. Wait, it's so, so strange. Did, did, so they have said it's slated for a Christmas release. The, well, no. The assumedly the well, we know the Xbox is coming later this year. The yeah, PS5 exactly. will be later this year. So yeah, there'll be a there'll be a console change by the end of the That's year. That's mad. This, this but, year, this, exactly. but, but, but this uh, first episode is coming out on PS4 and assumedly in April. P- yeah. yeah, it's coming out in a month. Oh, in April. Oh, okay, in right. April. Okay. Well, cool. I was going to say though, in regards I to, suddenly thought it slipped. I, I, I think like, genuinely. No, no, no. You might you might hope because they've said in previous interviews the way this is going to work is so much of the work was building the environment for mm. it and building all the the tools they needed to create the story mm. and all they've done of the gameplay element is. Midgar, and they've said, oh, it's going to be far more streamlined than the other bits, which, when I read it first time, just kind of seems like a bit of a, oh, it's not going to take four years, is what we mean yeah. by that. But there is there is a chance, a very, 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 very small chance, that when this releases in April, they go, part two is in two months, or part two is in three months. Maybe. Yeah. They did get out there. Very small chance. Yeah. They did get out there and address the fact that, um, that, obviously, this was delayed anyway from March 3rd to April 10th, and they said that that doesn't affect the part two development, which they have moved on to as mm. of December last year. So, yeah, I mean, but that, even that is another question as to how do they then split the different parts. Just to quickly address you were saying about them hiding it, I don't necessarily think they've hid it because they have stated it was episodic. Yeah, no, yeah. they didn't read really that but, but, down, but people get, got annoyed. The, the well, because thing. because it's called the Final Fantasy VII remake. It's not called Part One or Episode One or anything I, I like think, that. I mm. think I've said to Scott, you've kind of got to be the kind of person who really keeps up with news and insider stuff to know to really be aware this is a remake. Because you're mm-hmm. right, they've said it. They've certainly there's no accusation that they have attempted to hide this. They've mm. been upfront mm. with it, but they've been upfront with it when Two asked about ago. it, and they've been upfront <laughs> yeah. with it when they released it. It's not called the Final Fantasy VII remake Part One, which yeah. they could yeah. have done and got around this very easily. And when we were at the press event, they referred to it as the Final Fantasy VII remake project. Yeah. They don't but refer to, us. to it. Yeah, to you know us. what I mean? Like yeah. that's not going to be on yeah. the side of a bus or anything. Exactly. Like, yeah. Which is why, like that kind of, like I said, like I put a little Twitter poll out, mm. and it's like about five hundred-ish replies so far, and one third of that of those people didn't know it was more than one part. And I think that's going to be thing. a yeah. bit of a thing because I saw a lot of people actually replying that, being like, "Wait, sorry, what?" Hello. <laughs> like <laughs> they, the way around this, what they could, what they needed to do at the start was be like, "Right, the Final Fantasy VII remake is coming out in was originally March." Mm. <laughs> Party was if they just laid out the release yeah, date. Mm-hmm. Party, yeah. this is Midgar. Party will be out there, blah blah blah. It will be priced at there. It's priced like that. And I think the reason they've been probably very unforthcoming on the details for this is because they don't know. Yeah, no, I would imagine yeah. the the simple the PR solution to this is to lay it all out and go look. This is what we're doing. It's a remake project. There's going to be multiple versions of the game. You can play it from March. Then in July, you can play yeah. part two. Mm-hmm. September, blah, blah blah. And the plan is, yeah, we might push some of this back, but this is roughly the schedule going to be. So buy it. A year's time, you'll have the whole game. That's First a- one's going to be priced at 50 quid, and then all yeah. the subsequent ones will be 10, 15, 20, whatever. If they'd laid it all out, there'd be no problems. And I do genuinely worry, because mm. there will be a percentage of people who buy this game, however small it is, yeah. who get to the end of this game and do not believe that the game is finished. Yeah. They'll be like, wait, well, yeah. sorry? Where's the rest of it, yeah. But that, I mean, that lines up with what we all felt back in the day, because obviously that was just a, a, a case of they held back their, the, they played their full hand mm. after you got to Midgar. Um, and I would wonder about that, because they've talked about this, the, the thing that we're getting in April, whatever you want to call it, part one or whatever, um, they've said is a full Final Fantasy game, and mm. they've said it's going to be about 30 to 40 hours long. And um, so assumedly there has to be some sort of finale to that as well. Yeah. And so like, I, I guess we can talk about that. How do you think they're going to wrap this without leaving it on a massive cliffhanger because they've put that picture out there of the whole gang standing on the highway looking which is out quite which is weird, how it should quite end. weird when you think about it because mm. I can't remember many video games that have released with lit- I mean there was a billboard outside the venue of yes. what should be the final shot of the game pretty much well they could obviously the when the plate drops 
that's uh, near the end of your time in Midgar before you head out. But halfway, the yeah, if halfway, yeah. If the, I mean, if they're going to condense the story, as in, and maybe rejig a few things to make it work, it may well be that the plate dropping is the most emotional. Uh, hit. I think that's I what would, leads I would, to Storm in the Tower. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. I would imagine. You, oh yeah, we know you then go up and then there's a the picture of the highway. We know they're going to be. When, did, when does um, Ultima Weapons uh, come into it? Because that Just destroys. Three. Okay, because they go back to Midgar and destroy that. Uh, yeah, when you go back to Mid- going right. back to Mid- going back to Midgar in disc. We should have an entire other podcast. We just talk about Jedi <laughs> yeah. Yeah. going back to Midgar in disc three and taking the little detours and getting back into like sector five and stuff. Yeah, that's was one of my favorite things about mm. the game. But yeah. well, and they've showed cutscenes from that because they've shown um, it's a uh, jet. Sorry, uh, Wedge or whatever. What do you call the dude who's not Wedge and Biggs. is not Jesse yeah. Biggs? Yeah. Uh, Biggs with a parachute. So they've, they've they're working on the cutscenes for that, and I wonder if that means that they can reuse some assets from building Midgar to flesh out different side streets and whatever yeah. else for that part of it maybe it's just easier going forward and there's not be that much time between them um, but in terms of how do you end this first chunk like I said to you before I think they'll make you fight Sephiroth because they've already rejigged the story so much you can check out me and Adam's uh, videos that are on uh, the What Culture Gaming channel where we break down the different changes mm. in the story and stuff because they've completely reframed how Sephiroth works in the game now when do, when do you get your first um, big reveal of uh, Big Seth going back to um, Cloud's memory. Yeah, yeah. When, this well, is the thing. Calm. I put this in ups and downs. One of the negatives for me, I get a lot, there's a lot of story changes. Mm-hmm. In it. Scott, you've got a video coming up with like all the major yes, changes. Yes, it should be online by the There's time a lot of story changes and it's the one thing I was very precious over. I was like, oh, I don't want them to change that. I don't want them to change that. But playing through it with the mm. little tweaks here and there, you still go from like point A to point B to point C, but maybe the way you get there or even why you get there has been changed to make more okay. sense narratively. I like all the changes they've done because I think it is quite a brave thing to go into the story and go, right, we're not changing it, but that didn't make a lot of sense, and that could be yeah. tightened up and look, tweaked it that way. One of the points that Kiri's getting at, which, which we talked about loads, is that because they've reframed Sephiroth, because they didn't reduce him inside yeah. Cloud's mm-hmm. head when he's walking through Midgar right at the beginning, um, they get away from one, for me, was one of the best moments in gaming history, which is when you come across Sephiroth in the gameplay flashback, where you play alongside him and he mm. slays that dragon, yeah. and, and you have 3,000 points of damage. Yeah, when, you, when he's in your party and you're just like, can my guys get this strong? Yeah, and exactly. then you're just kind of like, oh my so god. So they've, they've like, completely did, well, yeah. then, I don't know if they've ditched that, but that's, three. <laughs> that's not his um, debut anymore because that used to be that was such a like they had such a build up they had the swords yeah. taking out the back of the, the president's um, the Shimra president's back or whatever and it was like they build up to this mythological superhuman soldier then you fight alongside him and it was the biggest if, thing in the for world for me I think the, the main change they've made here is there's that bit where you get out of Midgar and you realise oh there is a whole extra yeah. world mm-hmm. to this and it comes literally only about you know it's one motorbike chase away from you discovering that this isn't a game about a small group of freedom fighters fighting a giant corporation, <laughs> which is it's, how it feels. Yeah, to totally, yeah. Somehow, I've got it. I've got me and this ragtag group. We've got to somehow take on this global corporation, and at some point in this game, I'm going to have to knock off President Shinra mm-hmm. and say, "Oh, hang on, wait. There's more to this. There's mm-hmm. a whole bigger story at play." That's they they take that away from you because mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, I get it because otherwise they're going to release a game of a remake of a game which in which the, the villain of the actual game will but not it was, feature. it was yeah. on them yeah. to split it the way that they have. Like, they, you know, they could have, they don't have to do it this way. They don't have to make Midgar the, the end of it. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's just, it's strange. And again, like, yeah, what do you guys think they'll end on that'll be their way to, mi- how the hell do you make well, the end I, of I Midgar just, I, satisfying? I just think it's literally, it's that bike chase is the last thing. Mm-hmm. You'll end up yeah. having that boss battle on the top of the motorway and it'll be like, right, well, there's a whole other oh, world maybe. out there. I mean, Let's get on it, guys, well, to be continued. If they're going to end, if they're going to end it in a sort of like classic movie way, yes. it will happen with um, some accident 
or something will not cloud out in his final moments. That's when he'll have the flashback of um, Sephiroth in the in the flames, idea, and, then, and then him turning away, and then it goes to be continued. I've just remembered the one of the very quick shots that they put in many of the trailers is Sephiroth on that motorway, on that highway. No, it's not. Is it, it yeah, hundred percent. Well, well yeah. there you go then. That, but that's, I, that's... either you fight him or he taunts you one last time or whatever. Maybe only Cloud can see him or something. Mm. But they they need to do something. Uh, the thing is, I think they'll stay away from doing like a full on cliffhanger. I think it'll be like, oh, what's next? They need some because it's who knows how many months or maybe years we're going to wait. It was an unfinished motorway as well, not a cliff. So. <laughs> yeah. well, um, the a motorway hanger. The, the interesting is they have to f- end it in such a way that allows you to come back and do replayability because this is one of the big mm. questions that I had where Final Fantasy games known for their side quests, known for having mm. different routes True, and yeah. methods of getting s- through stuff. If you get to the end and it basically Fallout 3s you before the DLC where it goes, <laughs> that's <laughs> the end, reload your, your old save mm-hmm. and you can't go back into a Midgar at all, then I think that a lot of people will be pretty pissed that's with that. It's a really tough thing to balance because like, yeah, they want replayability, you want side quests and we know that they have like quest boards and, and mm-hmm. more side characters to get quests from but if you're replaying it over and over again which save then carries forward into part yeah, two yeah. like is, is it yeah I mean how the hell do you even attempt to balance that stuff but I mean I my, my, my honest hope for this mm. and I think purely from a PR perspective from a marketing perspective it is fatal to the long term prospects of people buying multiple versions of the game if they don't do this mm-hmm. when this releases in April if the release date for the next part isn't released with it, yeah. <laughs> they have they've got serious problems. Well, it, yeah. it stings of a kind of lack of confidence in it. It's like this IP is is should be gold dust. Like it's yeah. it's a license to print money. You look at how popular it still is in the current um, like society. Toys, mm-hmm. T-shirts, like the one-winged angel, like Kenny Omega, our, yeah. our boy, <laughs> like he's a big fan. Uh-huh. So they could they should learn from what um, uh, Square Enix did with the Hitman series. Mm-hmm. They released episodic mm-hmm. uh, levels there, but they always showed you what they were working on yep. next mm-hmm. kept you in the loop so that there was actual incentive to do it well, that's usually then they ushered in the season like pass plan. which was like buy it here for a discounted price mm-hmm. like it's I think that'll get rid of that'll get around any possible backlash they get from as we say whatever percentage of people mm-hmm. still don't realise it's episodic or mm-hmm. who even play the game without realising where it's going to end yeah. if when you literally buy that game it's like alright part two's coming three yeah. months four mm-hmm. months yeah. a year however long it is people will be like oh so I'm only playing, okay, well, mm. I'm not going to rush this then. I'll do mm. all the side quests mm-hmm. I'll get the most out of it. And it'll probably soften the edges a bit from whatever yeah. neg- negativity there is. How many um, parts do you think they'll end up with in total? Do you think they'll make it a trilogy? I, I've, got a, I've got a full prediction for Good. you. You remember I initially said three, one per disc. I've changed my mind on that. I okay. It'd be five. Okay, why five? I just think that fits slightly better. Mm. I think you do Midgar as the first one. I think you do pretty much exploring the rest of that uh, continent. Mm-hmm. So pretty much up to where you go over the sea mm-hmm. uh, from Costa del Sol and you go to, I think the third one will mm. be, so basically go up to Junon. I think the third one will be Gold Saucer, Temple of the Ancients and all that, basically back to Nibelheim. Yeah. And then Northern Crater stuff. Yep. And then... It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze... Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. I think considering how much um, in the the other bits that we played down at the press event, the amount that they fleshed out Wutai, which comes across from what they did in Crisis Core, like there's way more about Wutai and the battle between Wutai and Midgar and and Shinra. Uh, Shinra is like a place in that. Um, I think they'll do way more with Wutai in general. Maybe just flesh that whole city out because it should be more important. I remember Um, saying to you, like the way it is in the story and again, the way they followed it up with um, some of the other games, Mm -hmm. you think that Wutai is this like huge place and stuff when you go and it's like six six buildings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. six buildings and something carved into a mountain. Yeah. It's like, hang on, what army? Where, where I, were they in like, this? But, but, I get, yeah. but I also get worried on the flip side because I don't know about you, but I'm worried that certain areas are going to be completely like almost nerfed because like, yeah. like I, I want to go and experience like uh, Yuffie's um, like, uh, village. Mm-hmm. I want to go see that a bit more. I, wa- I really want Fort Condor to be a major part <laughs> because that mini game is still Fort great. Condor. Oh it God, is, no, it's no, not. No. Fort Condor mini game is good. It's fine. Look, anyone who's basically just like, oh, tower defense games are Dead. No, <laughs> yeah. no. You think they'll keep the um, the submarine thing where you're firing the missiles. I love that. Submarine the submarine games. Good. Yeah. The bike, well, the bike and the snowboard. Are one of the best too. By the way. Yes. Yeah, snowboard, yeah, the snowboard mini games. One of the best mini games in any video. Game. <laughs> um, I think I read somewhere that the snowboarding mini game uh, inspired them to make cool borders, which Probably. is uh, like uh, or somebody sure. else. Which is why um, you've got the Resident Evil Two policeman as one of the unlockable characters. It's so <laughs> weird. I hope that they do, considering that the the, um, the special edition of this current remake part thing comes with a version of Cloud with his bike. I hope they do a version where Cloud's got his snowboard. Otherwise, what's the point in split 
in it. The thing is, though, is you actually use it as a weapon. Yeah, assumedly, you can get a baseball bat. There was a lot of things which never really made sense with Final Fantasy VII. New. But, but kind of just, you just went along with because of the daft, blocky graphics. Yeah. And they've, already got a, they've already got around the whole, right, we're going to have to dress Cloud up as a woman to get him into this thing. Yes. Yeah. It kind of, the way they presented the character, it was too serious, too straight. You probably mm-hmm. never would have gone for it. But obviously, the way they've done it, you can clearly see that you know, they've thought about that. Mm-hmm. I don't get how this guy snowboards, though. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Well, I don't get how he snowboards. They're only going to make him more and more quirky as it goes on. I mean, even the interaction, he, the first talk he has with, with Aerith, she completely breaks him down and just like he has this really stu- like stoic yeah. exterior and she's like yeah whatever so? have, a, have a flower <laughs> the first yeah. she's like so yeah exactly I'm involved in dangerous things so yeah I've got some flowers flower. <laughs> to be honest they needed to do that no, because no, like yeah. I, I enjoy Cloud as a protagonist but he's kind of a bit of a does kill a That's lot kind of the of time, isn't it? He's a cliche now. He wasn't yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. But, but, then, but again, part of how successful the character was, that basically just became the ancillary lone wolf trope mm. of a, oh, of a, of a hero. But they, I, they I took, love that, though. They took that to the nth degree with um, uh, Squall. I was going like, to say, yeah. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. Squall so much wrong. <laughs> Such an emo, man. For me, I think, like, yeah, I think Cloud totally works in the modern day, too, because you take those old school, especially anime, like mm. anime-style hero tropes, and you completely invert them by going, like, no, he is this quirky, let's mosey, like, you know, like, like charming guy underneath and he thinks he has to be this over the top soldier this like emotionless soldier and there's way more you can do with that isn't um, it funny though yeah. that are like um, especially in anime mm. uh, your uh, heroes are so, uh, so much more relatable now because they realise mm. that superheroes and per- like personable mm. uh, like one punch like, um, my hero academia and stuff like that like mm. they always have flaws yeah. and like in, in the beginning of the games it's just like I'm just really good at doing this I'm, I, I can't <laughs> show any emotion I'm just amazing look at my big sword yeah <laughs> yeah I think that like I said I think them character-wise has a lot to do. I mean, they. I was going to mention the demo actually because the demo is out today. You can go yeah. play it on PS4. Um, that demo, I think I said before, is like an hour long. Mm-hmm. So, like, how much do you think that? How long basically do you think the full version of this is going to be if the demo they're comfortable releasing is already an hour long? The whole well, this, the, this the whole Midgar chunk, the whole the thing whole, they're putting out in April. They said take forty hours, didn't they? Ah. Assumedly. Well, yeah. Interestingly, yeah. they did um, the same with Final Fantasy 15. Do you remember? Mm. They released mm. that one, which was like you the dream going into the dream, yeah. yeah, and uh, it was like Episode the car the, Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was the opening thing. But they did that as a kind of like a like a. They might be referencing that by releasing this hour-long demo because it's basically just like, look, that you remember how big <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 was, mm-hmm. so therefore mm-hmm. you should be making the same associations with this. True. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, sort of like dialogue and, and gameplay and stuff because mm-hmm. um, where do you guys come down on the dialogue? Because I know like I thought the dialogue was quite bad. See, but yeah. The thing, actually, I don't. But yeah, I, I sort of came back on it a bit. I thought, do you know what? looking at it in its own terms and judging it purely off its own terms and probably actually the general context of how Final Fantasy games tend to be It's anime ass. Yeah. BS. It's <laughs> not good. And I think it's the problem with that is in recent years the bar has gone up to yeah. Red Dead levels, it's mm-hmm. gone to yeah. Horizon levels, it's gone to Last of Us levels. You expect very natural, very believable sort of dialogue in mm-hmm. video games mm-hmm. because the medium is the more than the equal of every other films yeah, and yeah. television things like that. And playing this, it was like right back to like really. It's not quite. It's not Resident Evil levels, but it's like Street Fighter. Like, oh, I'm gonna get the planet. Die. I know you can. Hear I the know you can die. hear the planet dying, Cloudy. I don't. For me, it's it's just I put it on all of that under an umbrella of anime. I put it with Persona. Yeah, I put it, it with it, Dragon Ball. Like you know, I said, it's in ups and downs. That. I doubt it's gonna it's gonna ruin anybody's enjoyment, and most people will probably no. like it. But for me, there's just there's a bar which the game has reached graphically, yeah. gameplay. It's hit mm. everything. Mm-hmm. It's like comparable to any other game. 
but it has got like <laughs> early notes. When bad um, okay. Okay. the thing is, I think they're aware of it in many ways. Like the, the the bit that I picked up on when I went, oh, that's a bit cringy, is the first time Barrett gets really animated. It's that bit where he points at the lift and he says, "Oh, the planet's crying." I know you can hear the planet dying. Fool. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's like one step away from dropping a fool in. Um, and I noticed that, and I was like, "Oh man, that's like that is the Mr. T stereotype that you yeah. designed him to be in yeah. 1997." Um, but there's a bit in the second reactor where um, Barrett starts being animated then he stops and he clenches his fist and they zoom in on him kind of calming himself down mm, yeah. and I was like okay you're kind of making that a character trope and I kind of wonder if they'll do more stuff with that and Dine and him and this Marley is, this and is the thing it, I might, that might be the one thing from my review I want to change like, hmm. once I've got my hands on the full game because there's even little bits in the demo where like, uh, like they're, broadcast, they're broadcasting the footage mm-hmm. of them in this reactor mm-hmm. to basically like incriminate them mm-hmm. right and Barrett goes oh, I've got it and he turns around and he goes to the security camera and he starts giving this lecture about Shimmer's the enemy, they're like using the planet, blah, blah, blah. And he does this whole thing. Couch goes, I bet you a thousand gil the microphones are turned yeah. off. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, they're going to lean into it. All right, fair enough. Yeah, because okay. he does that at the start, that when he says, I know you can. And then, like, Couch is like, You hear that? Like, yeah. really? And he's just like, You, you should get help. You like, should get help. You know, yeah, they sort of like, oh, I, I didn't get to play any of that because when right. I was doing the EGX demo, it was literally just like, they drop you in at the uh, end of the Mako reactor, you have the boss battle, and then, yeah. Oh, if you, on the new PS4 demo, all that's in there. You can oh, get that dialogue. That's cool. um, which One I thing think, I think it's worth mentioning is how hard it is. Yes, because that totally. battle you talk about, I had a quick look around the room and there was a lot of people, most of them we seasoned, were way far ahead. seasoned video game journalists <laughs> getting handed a game over screen from that battle. I was like, good, good. <laughs> I have tried to introduce people to Final Fantasy VII, not like over the years, you should play this. Mm-hmm. And you get as far as that boss battle and they're like, that's so easy, it's so boring. It's like, oh, don't attack because his tail's up. And they're like, just sit there, let the timer run out, yeah. the tail goes down, <laughs> yeah. hit, him with, hit him with bolt and they're like, that's it. It's not challenging. It's bad. And mm-hmm. now, genuinely, that with the Airbuster f- battle was really hard. That was the one time I died. It's yeah. like when the uh, the debris is falling, creating the little like yeah. makeshift things, yes. and you've got to like move around it. It's there sweeping you away. And I'm just there, like, okay, I'm actually like gonna mm-hmm. have to heal now. I think like, that the boss battles made me realize that I like I love the combat anyway. But the thing that I think they nail is that split between old school turn based stuff and the new age Devil May Cry full on platinum game style, just yeah. wade in kind of thing. And you do need to hop between the two. It's like like attack loads, then pause, heal, do something else. You, you're playing in both mentalities and did I absolutely love that did you guys play with the fully because um, they said that there's a the series fully, of we, modes there's two modes and the one the, our one regret we both left was like did you have a go on the Class- classic, on classic mode, mode? Yeah. Like, no I didn't switch I don't know if that's in the demo yet because we're, we're at work obviously right now and we're recording this we haven't been home to try but if, yes, I some of us have to <laughs> I don't know if classic mode's in there because that was in the build that we had at the event they said I'll mm. oh, use it if you want everyone went with the new one because it's the remake well, yeah, because and I have course. no idea how yeah. classic mode works um, even though they've described it I don't know if Final Fantasy 15 had that mode as well but all that meant was that it just freezes time the camera angle's the same yeah no, I think basically like, you know. the, the way it was described and again we'll probably have a go on later on but the way mm. it was described to me was that basically the moving around and hacking away mm-hmm. is all automated and you're just sitting there waiting for the, the gauge to go up yes flicking through which I don't, oh, I don't that's very that's... like Final Fantasy 12 which like yeah that one really I didn't get to grips with that I one. think if they're going to do classic mode they need to zoom the camera out put it on the side and just lock cla- like just you've got the character models you've got the animations just lock everybody in and just make it play like a reskinned version of, of the 1997 one. I wouldn't mind if it just meant that like you were flat pausing time every time you were mm. making a decision. I, I'm okay with that, but mm-hmm. I just don't want them acting without me telling them to act. I feel that's the whole point of those sort of menu mm. systems, just being like, no, I want something to change. I want more control else. over this. I yeah. think they do a good job of incentivizing you to use the new stuff. And it, but for me, it was I really the, like the new system. No, no, I really like yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. it. For me, it's the thing that they've tried to get right ever since the first Kingdom Hearts. I mentioned that in the video is that I remember playing the first Kingdom Hearts, having the menus on screen, yeah. trying to button up and down the menu while I'm running around, and it just didn't work. And then 12 got 
got close to it, but then it was lots of automated stuff, lots of gambits. You're like mm. programming AI. Oh, gambits yeah. on 12. Yeah, and it like didn't feel right. And then this one, it's like, no, you can do light, light, heavy special modes and whatever, but you mm. can also pause and kind of plan stuff tactically. Um, for me, it, it is like the best like balance of the two. Um, what else stood out to you guys in terms of, was it just like for gra- graphics for me or another Stunning, massive thing? Stunning, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I said in my review, I think this might go down in a lot of people's minds as visually where this generation of consoles has peaked. Ooh, I think Last of Us 2. Yeah, pop, well, is that, that's going to be out on this one. Mm-hmm. I just think for the, the amount of different things it does, the depth it gives of stuff. Like you said there was a bit where you're just literally walking across the street and you just sort of catch how far away through Midgar you can see. Mm-hmm. And it's believable that it's all there. Ah, like, even though cool. it's quite, it's not corridor, but you sort of, you are following a fairly linear path. Like, mm-hmm. your brain's like, I could go all the way over there yeah. if I wait for the train or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I remember when I first played it, it was the sense of, like, feeling Midgar being alive and being that big. And, yeah, I'm going to go over here and do this thing. Yeah. But conceivably, I buy that there is a whole world working around this. And it's harder to do that now mm-hmm. because you've played games in which the, these worlds exist and you've yeah. played them where they are that big. And to still get that feeling now from a game of like, oh my God, this is a huge living, breathing city. Mm-hmm. It's 10 times harder. Mm. It was amazing when Final Fantasy VII did it because it was the first time I'd ever experienced mm-hmm. that. It was it was easy for them to do because it was new. Now, it's mm. you're used to it. You're almost numb to scaling games. And I still, I walked in and I thought... That's big. I mm. kind of buy the bigness of it. That's the thing. When they start rolling out the trailer for what will be like the part two, do they just load it up with like the tiny Bronco and you've got that that weird little red cart thing you get from um, the dude from the Golden Saucer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The buggy. Yeah. Like so, you just sort of like you do all that and you go, okay, this is the open world component. And it's like you said, it's it's hard to wow people with something that they've obviously become accustomed to. Well, this is the thing. I don't know if you can do open world after this. I don't know mm. if you, I don't know if you can be walking around in a big giant field oh, that spans that's... the size of a continent in this. Mm. And you certainly aren't going to have an enlarged version of Cloud walking around the map. That's no. one of the things, yeah, because it's like, yeah, how the hell do they do a world map? Well, they'll, they'll just do Final Fantasy 15. Like, it'll be that sort of similar thing. It's way smaller, though. It wouldn't be a world map anymore. No, but then again, I don't think it'll be a world map. I think it'll be... Large levels, sort of thing. Yeah, large yeah. bits where you sort of end up... All... Oh, I still think they'll somehow stylize it. I don't think they'll go on, like, the chibi route or anything, but I think they'll do something where it's zoomed out and it's, like, an approximation I, I, of the world. My, the way I would personally do it with this, because you, you don't want to break... Things about the world map breaks realism, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And I know, don't, yes, I know it's literally a character <laughs> with square blocky arms and everything, but yeah. you bought into that, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, having, it works, yeah. Having a giant version. But remember, when Weapon walks towards Midgar, mm. you a third the size of weapon yeah, and yeah, it just yeah. looked stupid you, oh, are bigger. you are bigger than the high wind yeah right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's stupid right uh-huh. um, I think it'll literally just be they'll lay out a series of set pieces and other areas mm. some of which will feel like they're in a big world map others which will be in Calm Town will be in Costa del Sol they'll be mm. in the Golden Saucer I don't think you're going to get to wander around aimlessly I think it's either going to be forwards to the next part of the story mm. or I, I the worry that part. there won't be a, um, any sort of like open world freedom like that at all and it'll be literally like a, a level selection yeah I you'll literally mind. just be like you'll have like a GPS and it'll just be like I want to go here oh I'm on the opposite side to yeah. you guys I, no, think I, I, do I, I want them to what, have it yeah. I'm just saying F- that 15 had a car it did it's, and that was great it was very much bolted to the road though yeah I think it could be something similar to that you'll see Maybe. a lot of the open world you'll not be able to just wander around a big circle my shout is is totally a stylized zoomed out thing because when they did mm. um, traveling between planets and kingdom hearts when you get the gummy ship yeah. it's all it's not realistic uh, wait, proportions I, are, you, are you defending the gummy ship sections yeah sure oh my god they were they're alright little arcade shooting stuff the first Kingdom Hearts one when they first no 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 three, three, yeah, three. I, yeah yeah but I'm just saying Kingdom Hearts one when I first played that I was mm. like okay I can just about get over the fact so at that time when it was released I was oh, like yeah. I was very much a teenager that was 
about like uh, <laughs> Disney in my Final Fantasy game. No, no, I'm, I'm having a little tiny blocky ship. I'm like, what am I playing? What is it's this? It's a dummy game? ship, Jules. I'm only making a comparison in terms of they've done that before, where they've yeah. they haven't gone. Okay, we don't need to worry about realistic proportions. Just assume that your entire crew is in this little sphere, and that's the cockpit and whatever. Like, I I, I don't want that. I totally no, I want, want that. that. I'd rather they did what they did in 15 to that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think if they do 15, they'll have to um, shrink the world overall, but maybe that's just a way to bring all those different cities and stuff together. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, one final thing which broke just before we came in, um, which is just something to be, be clarified, is that they've talked about playable characters. Yeah. And they said that Red 13 is not playable, <laughs> quote-unquote, in the remake. Um, but that, if you look at the actual quote from, I think it's Tetsuya Nomura, um, said that that's just not the case, that he's not playable in this part. Yeah. Because they can't do think about it, where justice. he appears in the game makes sense. Yeah. Because... You literally only fight with him. Um, it's like twice before the end of Midgar. Yeah, you know, obviously you meet him in Shinra Tower. He's one of the experiments things. He breaks out. It's literally as you're making your escape. You get a couple of battles in a hallway with him. He's mm-hmm. in the lift for the boss fight. And then if you want him in your party, he's in the lift for... He's in the... Uh, he's on the, the final bit, for the final yeah. one. Yeah. Now, realistically, I don't know how close they're going to stick to that. That is a handful of encounters. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're developing a full character... Kind of a bit of a waste if you're then going to end the game yeah. in the moment. I think that that's how uh, you will make people feel like it's a bit of a cheat with the episodic format. If you introduce them just at the very end, just as you're getting excited and then it closes mm-hmm. out, it's better for and them you can't to replay actually, them with that character. Yeah, it's yeah. better to just say, okay, he will be in the next one rather than, than. I will say one thing that keeps coming out from all of this is a lot of decisions they keep making are disappointing. Like doing it episodically mm. will disappoint a lot of people. Yeah. Having not knowing the release date, it's going to disappoint a lot of people. Having a lot of details that aren't released yet, disappoint a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Red 13 not being mm-hmm. playable, disappoint a lot of people. <laughs> but when you sit there and you go, Right. Well, they're doing it episodically so they can do it all without rushing mm. anything. And they've not given us any firm dates because they probably just don't know when they're coming out. And we don't get to Phase Red right. 13 because if you've got to develop a whole fifth character for this, oh, yeah. you're going to, to meet that date, you're obviously going to have to rush it. And I think a lot of the, th- they're going to get criticism for a lot of the decisions they've made. But I think if you just objectively take a step back from it mm-hmm. and not come off, you know, without the entitlement of, but I want my, <laughs> I want my talking dog. Yeah. Yes. I think you you understand everything they're doing. Oh, yeah. Everything that they've put out, I think, makes perfect sense. I do see the side that they could have just waited, but I think the scale of what they're building, it makes sense to split I will say as well, the important thing of that is that only counts, and you only get that as a pass if the product you put out Mm. delivers in that result. And again, that's why I was so relieved when I played it, because I thought, yep, disappointted it's taken this long. Mm -hmm. Disappointed they're tweaking with the story. Disappointed that it's only going to be one episode. All this, all this, all this. Mm -hmm. But... Now that I've sat down, now that I've played it, fair enough. You yeah. clearly know what you're doing with yeah. this. So me, as the, me, the mere consumer in the bargain, I am just going to sit back and enjoy whatever you're putting out I do out think there. as well that... If the game um, was bad, it'd be like, yeah. well, yeah. you've had all this time, <laughs> and I've let you away with all this other stuff, <laughs> and this is dog it. eggs. Like. Yeah, I do think that maybe like doing this sort of split release is one of the only ways you can make a modern or a newer populace, newcomers and everything, be enamored with a new character I agree, set. yeah. Um, you, know, you spend 30, 40 hours with mm-hmm. a smaller pool, and you plug people into that over time, over the course of maybe years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess we'll wait and see. At the minute, um, yeah, we know quite a bit in terms of the demo and the amount of time that we've had on with it, and we're all pretty positive, aren't we? Oh, definitely. I loved, I, loved, I loved the time I had playing with it. Mm-hmm. I was not excited for it. I was nervous about it. I was <laughs> anxious about them doing it. Within three hours of playing the game, that was all gone. I cannot wait for it coming out now. Sweet. So, yes, you can all come find us on social media. You can also use the hashtag WCGP to leave some questions and thoughts and bits and bobs, and we'll get around to them uh, in the coming weeks. For now, mm-hmm. though, this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I've got no breath left, but I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Jules Gill. Thank you for having me. And Adam Cleary. Hello. I'll catch you next time. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.